Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Coast to Coast, George Norrie with Dr. Jean Twenge as we are talking about her work, Generations. Jean, we were talking about the Generation Zs and their depression states. Do you think social media and the bullying that sometimes associates with it has contributed to that depression? I do. I don't think it's a coincidence that teen depression started to increase around 2012 right at the time that most Americans had a smartphone and mm-hmm. when social media use among teens moved from something that oh, maybe half of teens were doing every day to something almost all of them were doing every day. So there's so many mechanisms with social media. There's cyberbullying, like you mentioned. There's comparing yourself to all of the glamorous folks um, you know, on Instagram. There's that at the same time teens started spending more time online and on social media, they started spending less time hanging out with each other face to face, which is much better for mental health. It's and and why are people so mean? You know, in the bullying, those tactics. What what's wrong with people? Well, you know, it's 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 pretty classic um, that when you are face to face with someone you're generally going to be nicer. They're right there in front of you. You Mm -hmm. can see the expression on their faces. Online, it's anonymous. You're not really, truly thinking of them as a fellow human being. It's not in real time, and you're not seeing the expression on that person's face. So people feel much more free to be really cruel online. Now, there's another generation we didn't talk specifically about yet. That's a Generation Alpha. Where do they stand in all this? 
Yeah, so Generation Alpha is those born in 2013 and later. They're the ones I call polars. So they're the little ones right now. They're the little ones. And how are they developing, Gene? Yeah, we don't know a whole lot about them yet, but, you know, they were the little kids of the pandemic. They, even more than Generation Z, have never known a world without smartphones or tablets. And they're not getting enough exercise. They're not running around outside like previous generations of children did. And that's a big problem going forward for them. Now, the boomers are what age bracket? So the boomers are those born 1946 to 1964. 1964. And Gen X is 65 to what? To 79. And the millennials, 82? 94. 94. We've got a millennial who calls the program quite often. He's a great caller, good young man. Uh, if more Americans would grow up to be like him, we'd be in great shape. I hope he calls in next hour when we take calls with you. You'll get a chance to hear him. You'll know what I'm saying. But is, is any of this concerning to you as an expert? You know, every time, every era has its advantages and disadvantages. And there are some really good things about living right now and all the conveniences that we enjoy. But there's some big downsides, too. We have a lot of disconnection. We have a lot of polarization. And we have technologies that help us out, but they can also feel addictive and can feel like we can't put them down. And I think that's an especially big problem for teens and young adults where they're spending so much time on social media that they're not interacting with each other face-to-face. Interesting. Now, this also seems to be a period where we have more generations grouped together than ever before. It is, and that's for for two reasons. It's because people are living longer, but also the change, the technological change has sped up. It's accelerating. So generations are getting shorter. You know, it's not a coincidence that those younger generations we've been speaking about are shorter in terms of years and more like 14 or 15 years when the silent generation boomers is more like 20 years because things change more quickly, and so generations turn over more quickly. So it means we have a bigger generation gap, especially around technology. I think we have a bigger generation gap right now mm-hmm. than we did, say, in the late 1960s with the boomers feeling like their parents' generation didn't understand them. There it was a, it was a gap of values. Now we have a gap just around, completely around communication, where the two generations almost seem to speak different languages. Companies are starting to talk about how artificial intelligence may reduce the the amount of workforce members at various companies, and it's kind of jarring to me to hear some of those numbers, Gene. What happens to some of these younger generations, Gen Zs, the Generation Alphas, when they grow up to be in the workforce, and there's no jobs for these people? 
Yeah, so, you know, there's some challenges here because at, at the moment we still have a labor shortage and as more baby boomers continue to retire, there should be more opportunities, at least in some areas, for these younger generations. So that's where we are now. So it just depends on what direction the AI goes. Like, can it? how much can it really replace people or will it just supplement them? And I think the biggest challenge is this that due to technology, we have a situation where especially a lot of young people have not had as much experience in real-life situations dealing with, you know, whether it's friends or coworkers face-to-face. So they, they haven't developed the social skills that they need to relate to other people, which is a really essential skill in the workplace. And guess what AI doesn't always do that great at, you know, really relating to other human beings because AI isn't human. That's right. So, doesn't have compassion. Right. You know, and it can kind of fake it, but it doesn't do that great of a job in the long run. So we really, really need to think about what we're teaching young people in, in schools at every level that we're going to have to place more emphasis on social skills. We're going to have to get phones out of schools, bell to bell, so then they'll talk to each other at lunch because it's those social skills we really need kids to develop now. That's what's going to be in demand. If I were a teacher in the school right now, I would have every kid put their phones in a, in in this big box as class started, and then they could retrieve their phone when the bell rings. And a lot of teachers do that. And some school principals are starting to come around to you know, even that, then the individual teachers have to enforce it, and the kids grab the phone, you know, during lunchtime and when they're changing classes, so it's still there, and the bullying and distractions are still there. So even better, have that been happen at the beginning of school, and they pick them up at the end, or some kind of solution where the phone is not interfering with learning, and it's not interfering with that social interaction at lunch and other social times. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire 
with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Is there a generation, Gene, that just gets it and they understands things? Well, I, I do think that both Gen Xers and Millennials have a little bit of a foot in the analog world and the digital world. So I'm, I'm a little bit biased. I am a Gen Xer myself, but we were the last generation to have a truly analog childhood and the first to have an internet adulthood. So, you know, I think we have always taken that position as being the middle child of generation. The middle child of the family is the one who mediates between the younger and the older. So we have that role to play. But I, I think a lot of um, millennials, especially older millennials, those born in the 1980s can play that role as well. But you missed some dramatic things that happened in society. Assassinations, landings, things like that. Does that, uh, does that bother you, that you may have missed some great news events? Well, um, I, I think, it, I mean, sure, certainly. I think a lot of Gen Xers feel that way, that they missed out on some pretty interesting history. Um, but I think there's also a little bit of odd pride among Gen Xers in that, in feeling like that the generation often gets forgotten and flies under the radar. I think there's a lot of Gen Xers who are kind of proud of that. Of course, and you were, you were about, what, three or four years old when we landed on the moon. So I don't know, you I probably wasn't born when we landed on the moon. You weren't even born then. Wow, that's that's crazy times. How would you fix this, and is it fixable? You know, I actually do have a lot of hope around some of these issues of the problems with technology. So take what we were discussing about the teen mental health crisis. Well. If social media and technology really is the cause of the teen mental health crisis, then we know how to solve it. It's like, that's actually changeable. You can't change a lot of the other problems um, that tend to cause depression. You can't change your genetics. You can't change the bad stuff that happened in the past. It'd be awfully hard to change discrimination and poverty overnight. But we can put common sense regulations on social media. We can raise the minimum age for social media to 16 and actually verify age. That's one thing that we could do that would probably make an enormous difference for mental health among children and young teens. Some people would argue that that's too restrictive and uh, we're taking away freedoms, but on the other hand, that may work very well, don't you think? We have laws that have age restrictions on drinking alcohol on driving a car, on buying cigarettes. When you can vote? When you can vote, why not have it for social media? 
How would they track that, though? You know, there's an increasing number of companies that can do age verification and do third-party verification of everything. There's so there's so many companies they actually have their own trade association. Um, if you've if you've flown on an airplane and seen clear, that's what they do. They do biometrics and store identity. And so then it's with a third party. Or there's not as many privacy concerns. There's ways to do it, and there's they're, they're going to figure it out. I mean, that's the other viewpoint on it is that this is the problem for the social media companies to solve. And fortunately, they make billions, so I think they can probably figure it out. Yeah, it's it's truly remarkable stuff. Hey, yeah, we might have to have retina scans in your in your computer, or at the very least, some way to make sure that we don't have 10-year-olds on Instagram. How much of this is parental responsibility? You know, this is the difficulty. You do not need parental permission to get a social media account. So parents can try to try to keep their kids off social media, but it's really, really difficult, and that's because it's so unregulated. At what age do you think most parents have purchased smartphones for their kids? Well, the average age to get a smartphone these days is 10. 10 years old. And, and that, that day is a couple years old, so I suspect. And, and, they know how to, and they know how to use these phones, too, better than we do. Yeah. And, the, you know, the good news is you can put parental controls on those phones. Uh, the bad news is a lot of parents don't do that or don't know how to do that. Right. So, um, it, to my mind, the solution to that is the flip phone, you know, or or a more restricted phone. So you, I mean, there's no reason, to my mind, to give a 9- or 10-year-old child a full-blown smartphone. They don't need it. What you want is for them to be able to call you and maybe text a few friends. So give them a phone that can only do that. It's not hip, though, Gene. It's becoming hip. It's kind of cool, you know. There's uh, apparently... A lot of Gen Zers are now going back to flip phones. Some of them have two phones. They have the flip phone for when they go out because they want to be able to concentrate on their friends. Uh, and then there are other phones. So there's one called the Gab phone that's for kids that you can text and call and take pictures, and that's it. And it looks like a regular smartphone. I think some Gen Z came up to me when I had my flip phone years ago and called me a dinosaur. Well, now they want them. Everything that was out is now back in. That's that's how it works. Who's moving back in with family and parents? Is that the Generation Z? For the most part. I mean, you know, Gen Z, their oldest members by the cutoffs that I use are 28. Um, so, yeah, especially during the pandemic, a lot of them came back home. Um, but you know, that's, that's changing now. A lot of job opportunities out there for, for young people from labor shortages and so on. We'll see if that continues. Um, but it's a better economic picture than it was, say, for millennials when millennials were the younger adults, um, because a lot of them graduated into the Great Recession. A lot of millennials doing very well economically now, but they had a hard time of it early on. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.